Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Jordan, Montana. I'm very excited to introduce a brand new series, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. Thank you so very much for being a part of this podcast and listening to this. I hope that you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. We are in part 14. This is a side note. We're in part four, infinite Messiah. Okay. I want you to gather up all the things that we've learned about infinite and think about that for just a little bit when I say infinite Messiah. And my go-to verse for this entire side note has been In Colossians chapter 3, looking at verses 1 through 4, If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, seeking at the right hand, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Think on things above. And I know we've been going over that verse and we've been going over that verse and going over that verse. We're going to find out more about that today. Let's pray. Lord God, I want to thank you for who you are. I want to thank you for what you do. I want to thank you, Lord God, for just us being here. And I pray, Lord God, that as we come before you, that we may worship you, that we may pray to you, that we may declare to you how wonderful you are. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. I mentioned before that this is part 14. Um, you can you know, go to agjordanmt.com and you can actually find this series as well as, um, as other series in podcast form or in YouTube form. I'm going to tell you that two weeks ago, God laid upon my heart for today. This was the fourth part. Infinite Messiah. Now, here's the thing about infinite. Infinite is boundless. Infinite does not have a beginning or an end. But see, in our finite mind of thinking, we think that Jesus came to this earth about, well, according to our dates, roughly 2,023 years ago, was born 30-plus years after that, died on the cross. So, Greg, how can you call Jesus infinite Messiah? Because that is a beginning and that is an end. Okay, how can I do that? Well, okay, so let, let's deal with the fact that he didn't stay dead. Okay, so that, that, that takes care of the eternal, but that's not infinite, is it? Because we still have a beginning. All the scripture verses up there are, are probably not going to be used. <laughs> They're great. Like I, I said, I have three pages. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I do. I really do.
Revelation chapter 13. In Revelation chapter 13, and we're going to be in verse 7, but just to kind of give you some context, because as Mike and I have always, always talked about, it's context rules. And this is talking about the beast, and it's talking about the dragon that gave power to the beast and what the beast was given to. But there's something within this passage that is so very important, because in verse 7 it says this, it was granted to him, talking about the beast, by the way, is granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. By the way, this is not. This is to guarantee the fact that we're not just talking about the Jews, we're not just talking about Hebrew people, we're not just talking about that, and we're not talking, we're talking about all nations, we're talking about all people, we're talking about every person out there who's granted him to make war, and authority was given him. For every tribe, tongue, and nation, all who dwell on the earth will worship him whose names have not been written. Very, very important word. Don't leave out the word not, okay? Everyone will worship him whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb. Listen to this. This is the little piece here that's very, very important for you to catch. Slain from the foundation of the world. Wait, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean he was slain from the foundation of the world? What in the world? So in looking at this, and I've been looking at, and there's some of you, I know in the congregation, has been looking at the Jewish study Bible. And if you have been finding the Jewish study Bible, I read this passage in the Jewish study Bible. This is basically you know, a, a, a translation there. And it reads like this. It was, allowed to, it was allowed, meaning the beast, to make war on God's holy people and to defeat them, and it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. Everyone living on earth will worship it except those whose names are written in the book of life belonging to the lamb slaughtered before the world was founded, before the very foundation of the world, before the world was even founded. Remember how in this series we've been talking about infinite. We did. We went through infinite God. We went through infinite prayer and worship. We went through infinite grace and mercy. Infinite, no beginning, no end, boundless. You cannot limit it. If you try to explain it, you have already limited it. Well, grace means this. You've already limited grace. Mercy means this. You've already limited grace and you've already limited mercy. God is this. No, because finite can't describe God. Unless all of a sudden you can tell the waters where to stop and where to start. Were you there at the very beginning when the stars were created? Is how God describes himself in the book of Job. Were you there when I formed everything? No. So infinite, something that we cannot even grasp. I'm like, how in the world can the Messiah, the Redeemer, the one who died on the cross for our sins, how can that be before the world was even founded? And it was like, when you, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not saying that I have the answer for this. I'm saying that I fully, completely grasp the facts that I cannot grasp the fact 
that Jesus Christ was slain from the very foundation of the world. Infinite Messiah. Infinite Messiah. So why then do we feel like we cannot do the things that God asks us to do? We have an infinite Messiah that knew everything that we were going to do from the very beginning. He knew the struggles that we were going to have. He knew the mistakes that we were going to make. And yet, he still died on the cross for us. He died on the cross before time even began. He died on the cross before the foundation of the world. He knew you. He knew exactly that you were going to be here today. He knew you. So why is it that we look at upon, look upon God saying, be holy as he is holy, and think that he doesn't already give the thing in order to be able to accomplish it. Why do we keep on playing around with the merry-go-round of sins that we keep on going on, the struggles that we have? And, and I don't know what struggles you have. I, and Don't take this the wrong way, but I really don't want to know. <laughs> because that's between God and you. But why is it that we go around and around this merry-go-round of sin when the price was already paid for that? When the strength of the Spirit of God that is within us is driving us further to minister and be a witness of the light in our daily lives? Remember infinite worship and infinite prayer. Infinite worship and infinite prayer. Where's the infinite worship and infinite prayer? Remember that prayer is not the foundation for worship, but worship is the life living and set apart that is the foundation for prayer. So if my life is founded upon Christ, if my life is founded upon the Spirit of God, then it is the Spirit of God that drives the infinite worship and prayer that is continual. You know, when you step into this, when I wake up in the morning, I want to pray. When I'm going throughout my day, I want to pray. <laughs> Sorry. When I'm at my job and I'm working at, at my job at the bank, I want to pray. When I hear of a need, guess what I'm doing immediately? Praying. But the prayer is just a declaration of the worship of wanting to live a life after God. Do I make mistakes? Oh, yeah. Spend five minutes around me and you'll find something. Guarantee it. You'll find little errors and whatever. And I don't know. I try, but nah. But yet, we waste our time with the little things. We waste our time doing the things that we know we're not supposed to do. Asking for forgiveness constantly and continually. Feeling a little bit good because, oh, you know what? I did something wrong, but you know what? I asked for forgiveness, so then I feel good. But what is God really doing? What God is doing is he's giving you the strength and the power to go through a dark door that you have never gone through before. 
Now here's here's how here's how Oswald Chambers puts it, and I and I know I mentioned him a lot because that man I, I really believe was was definitely something so very 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 I ministered to my heart very much. But he put it this way. He says this that God is giving you always gives you the strength to take on the things that you don't want to take on. But if we don't take on the things that God wants us to take on, then it will always 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 reveal itself in little sins. It has to go somewhere. So it goes where where we feel more comfortable. I don't want to deal with this area of my life, so I'm going to deal with this area of my life because it's easier. It's more comfortable. I know it's wrong, but if I do it, I ask for forgiveness and I feel good. But the thing about it is, is that this dark door is what needs to be dealt with. Why? Because Christ died on the cross so that you can be free. He did not die on the cross for you to wallow away in sin after sin, sin forgiveness, sin forgiveness, sin forgiveness, sin forgiveness, sin forgiveness. He died on the cross so that you can be free. He died on the cross so that you can find healing. He died on the cross so that you can find a relationship with God through Jesus that says, I am free and free indeed. We do not have to live the life down here, but we can live the life of victory. So what is the point? Here's the point. We need to come to the point of exactly what is stated. How do you deal with finite problems? Well, God dealt with finite problems by bringing an infinite. So how do you make your finite problems? How do you deal with your finite problems in infinite? And that is when you go before God and you understand that in Revelation we have the solution. We have the solution. If you'll turn with me to Revelation, if you're already there, hopefully you are. I went too far in my notes. In chapter 12, in verse 9, or actually we'll, we'll go above, in verse 7, chapter 12, verse 7, and war broke out in heaven, Michael and his angels fought with the dragons, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, pardon me, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night, this is what he's doing, has been cast down. And they overcame him, listen to this, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to death. To the death. They cast him out. Victory in your life. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and taking the time. I hope that you enjoyed this series. If you would like to follow this podcast as well as other podcasts, you may go to agjordanmt.com. I hope you have a wonderful day.